1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. Well, look who we drug out of his cave this morning. <laughs> out of hibernation, sports director Jeff Blankman. Yeah, it feels good to be on vacation. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet it does. You know, for all of us filling in for you, I bet it does real feel yeah. really good for you to be yeah, on vacation. Yeah, sorry to cause you two weeks worth of more work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you cause me extra work all the time anyway. I do. So. I do. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got the bold challenge going on yes. right now, coaches. Yep. yep. I don't even want to know where I stand right now. I turned my sheet into Tyler Bruner the other day and said, Tyler, here you go. Uh, here's my last place finishing We've uh, had only entry. one bowl game, unless I missed some yesterday. Uh, Wisconsin didn't play Oklahoma State yesterday, right? I have no clue. Okay. Didn't so pay attention. I don't think they did, so I think we're in good shape. So we've only had one bowl game. And let's just put it <laughs> so, this way. Nick Brinks was the only one that got it right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nick is in the lead. All yes. the rest of us are tied for last place. Yes. At least I've got good company. You know, yeah. i got a lot of company going. Yeah, Honnold's down there with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I meant the good company. What's, what was that? So... It's not. It's not rewind unless we rip yeah, on him a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely, especially so. when he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best time to rip on him. Yes. Sports Rewind is brought to you by uh, St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. Any athlete who demands power, strength, and can benefit from an eight-week workout program, boy, I tell you what, they've got a good one for you. Seven nine four fifty two forty one. You want to be your best preseason, in season, or off season? Just talk to the great folks at St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. Talk about a great performance this year. Uh, Northwestern College capturing the. NAIA National Championship and we've got a special guest from that team. Yeah, we do. Tyler Jones, a senior up there wrapping up the career and, uh, and what a career it's been. Uh, he has been amazing up there, a former South Central Calhoun grad. But uh, Tyler, appreciate you joining us here. And first, congratulations on that National Championship. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Tyler, let's talk about that. You guys lose your season opener to, to Morningside, and, and then you go on and win, I think, 14 straight, uh, not really even challenged in the playoffs uh, as you cruise to that uh, championship, uh, beating uh, uh, Kaiser, Florida, I think the name of it, 35-25 in that championship game. So it, it, I'm sure it's had a little bit of time to sink in because the game was about a week ago. But uh, what's that feeling been like? Yeah, it's been crazy. It's it's unreal. Um, I'm not sure it has completely sunk in yet, but, you know, opening up the season with number one Morningside at their place, um, I can't really imagine a better way to start the last season. You know, we went in there week one, um, dogfight, lost by one point in the final minutes. You know, uh, I don't know that we end up where we did, it have, not having that loss. It's easy to get complacent after – you know, picking up a, a victory against the number one team in the country right away in the season. So, you know, that loss was something that these seniors, this group of guys, we really took to heart, and we used that to propel us forward to have such a such a good run to end the season. Yeah, it was funny. I was telling Jeff Blankman before we went on there. There's a, an expression: Lou Holtz, former football coach, uh, always had his one one loss is good for the soul. Too many losses are bad for the coaches. But uh, you know, you're, that one loss really was the magic turning point for you, wasn't it? And it's weird that it happened in week one. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, coming coming back to Monday meetings following that game, you could just see the look in all everyone's eyes, like that wasn't going to happen again for the rest of the year. And I think we only ended up trailing one other time throughout the rest of the year. And, 
um, really that was the turning point for this season. And, you know, we, we go by the saying that we don't rise to the occasion. We fall back on our training and, you know, having tough situations throughout the rest of the season where, you know, things aren't really going our way. We try to use each other to propel us forward and the offense feed off the defense and vice versa. And yeah, it was really, you know, it's a tough loss. All the seniors really wanted that one, but at the end of the day, that's not the ultimate goal. Tyler, if you as you look back, you mentioned how that might have been the game that you guys walked in on Monday and said this isn't going to happen again. It's got to be tough to play your main rival in the season opener, the number one ranked team, and then fall to him. I'm sure. Is there a part of you that wishes you could have got him later in the year, or do you think that losing to them in in week one was exactly the way things needed to play out for you guys? Uh, I think you know it. It's always would be fun to play them later in the year when you're playing your best your best football, get the best out of that game, and you know you hope that with a little more practice and a few more games under your belt that you pull out that victory. But I think in terms of where we ended and where we went throughout the season and ended up being national champions, I think having that game week one and you know opening everyone's eyes to say you know we're not where we need to be at this point in time and we don't have to be, but that we need to get better and. You know, having that game to set the standard for out, throughout the rest of the season, I think, was pretty big. We're talking with Tyler Jones, former South Central standout and Northwestern College national champion, uh, you can call it. Tyler, what were some of the other high points along the way of the season where you guys knew you were putting together something special? Uh, I think I think just the, the playoff run in general was, you know, pretty big for us. Um, comparing that to the last time that we made our run into the national championship game, you know, that 2020 COVID season where we played our playoffs in the spring of 2021, um, you know, that, that season kind of seemed like everything was just clicking and working out perfect for us. And, you know, comparing that to this season, it kind of felt like that season we were just playing to survive where um, this season game to game, we were, we were dominating opponents. We weren't having any doubt. We would go into the locker room before games and, we knew that if we played the way we had been playing and used each other and leaned on each other, that there was never going to be any doubt that we would come out victory. But um, yeah, that, you know, that, that first game against Marion uh, second round of the playoffs was a pretty big one for us, you know, mm-hmm. last season and the second round of the playoffs as well in the quarterfinals. And that whole week their their mantra was, you know, you know, it's revenge. Remember that what happened last season on that field, they were going to come in and they're, you know, scored at the number two defense in the country and that our offense wouldn't be able to put up points. And they had a dominant rushing attack and that our defense couldn't stop them. But, you know, throughout that whole game, it ended up being like 53, 27, but you know, our, our starters played the game at 53 to seven. And when we pulled the starters with 12 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, they kind of went on in their run there and tightened it up a little bit, but that game was really the turning point for us, really putting on a show and showing everyone what we were made of. And, you know, that carried over to the semifinals versus Indiana Wesley and another team from that, that conference there in Indiana. And, you know, number one defense in the country, another great rushing attack, got an all American wide receiver. And, you know, can these Northwestern mid, mid Northwest Iowa guys really put on a show against these bigger city guys. And, you know, that, that game, again, our, our defense was a buzzsaw and, you know, you see people commenting after the game how it felt like we had 15 or 16 guys on the field. But, you know, it's just great team defense, great team offense. We really use each other to, you know, propel each other forward from possession to possession. 
Yeah, you guys play in a great league, the G-Pack. Uh, talk about how all that week in and week out, how good is it? And, and do people recognize around the country how good the G-Pack is? Yeah, without a doubt, G-Pack is one of the best conferences in the NAIA. And, you know, we see that from week in and week out. And, you know, I think throughout this season, there's four or five, maybe six different teams that have been ranked in the top 25. And, you know, that's all. that's great for for the season, you get to see competition every week. You really know that any team in the G-Pack can have put that game together that, you know, could knock it off. And being one of the top five teams in the country, you really do get everyone's best shot week after week. So you don't really have time and have a week to spare, especially after losing week one. You know, if you lose another game the rest of the season, you're most likely not going to make a playoff. Um, so, yeah, playing in the G-Pack has been something that's been great for us. G-Pack has steadily gotten a little better my career here at Northwestern. And, you know, I think that really helps us to be able to play our best ball at the, at the end of the year after having so many games to really fight through adversity and, you know, see different situations and get better. Tyler, you mentioned here a little bit ago uh, about, you know, how the defense played really well in the playoffs. Talk about the, the preparation that you guys do defensively, putting those game plans together with the coaching staff that, you know, you're going up against some powerful offenses, as you mentioned, and you guys able to shut them down. What was it that set you guys apart? And then kind of a second part to this, you're a defensive lineman. Man, you got to take a beating throughout the season. How sore and how do you get yourself ready to go each week? Yeah, so starting with the defense, you know, Coach Kirch, our defensive coordinator, is he's brilliant. He's, you know, one of the best coaches I've ever had in my career, one of the smartest coaches. You know, we, we joke around that he's a little paranoid most of the time, and so, you know, throughout meetings he's coming up with scenarios that, you know, maybe a play that this team that we're preparing for has run one time in the last 12 games, and, you know, he's going to prepare four or five different scenarios where they could run this play, trying to prepare us for it, and, you know, more times than not, that play gets run in the game and we're in a perfect scenario and perfect situation to defend it. And, you know, hats off to him and Brett Moser, our GA that we got this year. That was a former player from the last, my last four years there. Um, mm -hmm. knows stuff. He was a former quarterback. So he knows how to, you know, pick apart defenses and find everything about it that, you know, is inconsistent or, you know, tells for a quarterback. So I feel like those two together this season really, really set us up for success and our defense is, game plan and you know for my last four years there going into this year we actually changed our defense completely and going into fall camp you know you're a fifth year senior that's not really what you want to hear uh you kind of expect to get into fall camp and you know everything's going to fall into place you know it you know the playbook you're just going to try to have fun and enjoy that fifth year but that wasn't the case Changed our defense up um credit to those two guys i feel like they put us in a lot better situations this year than last year and maybe previous years with our defensive play calls and our defensive scheme that we had. But yeah, you know, playing D line for the last you know, 12 years of my life and the last five years in college. Uh, yeah. You, de you definitely take a beating taking those doubles and triple teams on for those linebackers. So. <laughs> but you know, our training staff is great. Um, we've invested a good amount of money in our training staff and our equipment. So, you know, throughout the day when you don't have classes, you're able to go in, get some rehabbing done. Um, yeah, and things like that. But our training staff is really great. I tell you, one thing that I caught early on, you said that you don't rise to the occasion. You fall back on your training. Uh, coaching is incredibly important to get to that level. Talk about the coaches you've had along the way in high school and also at Northwestern. What was, what was something that was consistent all the way through? Yeah, I guess, you know, for as long as I can remember, my dad was always a coach for us. 
Um, so that's always great. You know, you got, you got, you know, stern coaching, someone that, you know, can talk to you throughout every day and get, get in your head and kind of bring out the best of you on the field. And then, you know, moving to high school, coach case, one of the best coaches I've ever had, you know, kind of like a second father to me. Um, yeah, he was, he was always great at putting us in situations and trying to get the best out of players and teaching the fundamentals right and teaching the game right. Um, former Northwestern alum, so he kind of knew what to expect when I was going there. And then, yeah, you know, at Northwestern, Coach McCarty, uh, Coach Kirch again, Ross Fernstrom, those guys, you know, they they really set us up for success. Um, you know, we, we do preach uh, not rising to change and falling back on our training, and that comes from we actually picked up my sophomore year there, we picked up a mental health coach, uh, Ethan Miller, who was a, you know, Hall of Fame baseball player at Northwestern, Coach McCarty's roommate there. And so we would do, you know, weekly meetings every Wednesday night as a team, weekly Zoom meetings with him where he would take us through like, you know, three steps for the week and three themes for the week and talk about mental, mental health, mental, um, how to face mental adversity and try to better our mental strength. And we've done that in years. Um, and I was played a really big role in, you know, how we're able to fight through things and, um, when things really aren't going our way, we're able to battle back and face that adversity. I give him a ton of credit. Um, yeah, Ethan Miller was a pretty big, a pretty big coach that we had that didn't really see that uh, that recognition on the field. He wasn't on there for many games, but he always seemed to show up for the big ones. And you know, you could see the spark that's just lit in the locker room whenever he's talking. Uh, he really propels and gets the best out of every group that he has. But yeah, no, I've had. A, been pretty lucky. I've had great coaches throughout my entire career. And, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without without them. Tyler, I get asked this. You mentioned the linebackers, and, and that's the job as a D lineman is to kind of clean up all the blocks and, and let them run and make plays. So, for you, and when you look back, um, which game did you feel like you know, even if you didn't get many tackles or any sacks or anything like that, did you feel like you played your best this year? And then number two, hopefully those linebackers took you out for a meal at some point this summer or this season to thank you for you know eating up all those blocks for them all year long. <laughs> Yeah, I actually think that the the national championship game was probably the best game that I played in my entire career at Northwestern. Um, it was pretty satisfying to have that come in, in that game at that time where, you know, Parker Fryer is an All-American linebacker for us that plays out of his mind every game and is flying around the field and, and on every play. And, you know, he's someone that is so humble, um, you know, you know, we had some home games this year where, you know, the announcer would announce him as a tackler and he'd be down on the field in the middle of the game, pointing at the D line, trying to say, no, 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 it wasn't him. It was, it was the D line that got those tackles, trying to get some of the recognition off of him and to the D line. He's just great kid, great teammate. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> we have some meals at the cap with the linebackers. We don't really go out to eat very much, but you know, they, they show their appreciation and, everything that we do for them and they do for us, you know, they're a lot faster than we are. So they're able to go make those plays that we can. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> talk, talk about that group. Obviously you're a senior, you won a national championship. You don't do it without being a tight knit group. So talk about the group of seniors that you entered the senior, the season with. Yeah. So this group is probably, probably around 10, 50 year guys that we exercise our COVID years to allow us to play again this season. And then, we probably had a total with fifth years and 
senior guys, over 20 seniors on this team. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we preach family. Um, one of the things we break it down on is the acronym of family, forget about me, I love you. And so that kind of goes about the whole Manchester. And, you know, we're, we're a really tight group, um, especially defensively. I think, you know, in my time there, I don't know that we are the most talented defense that I've played on there in terms of, you know, different positions, but I think we are the best team defense that we've, that I've ever had at Northwestern. And, you know, our coaches talked about it this year that after the season that, you know, that might be the best defense that they've ever had at Northwestern as well. Just, we don't, we didn't have the individual talent that, you know, might've had the five, six, seven all Americans that I played with there, but we were, you know, a close team and we preached doing our one eleventh, and we knew that, you know, every week we could go out there and know that the guy next to us was going to do his. And that's pretty big when you can have that trust that, you know, everyone on that defensive side of the ball, no matter who's in the game is going to give it their all and knows what they're going to do. And you can, you can go in there with a peace of mind, knowing that, you know, everyone's going to do their part, not try to do someone else's. Tyler, it's been kind of a, a, a lot of kids from this local area that have went to Northwestern here over the last, you know, five to eight years. Um, for you, you've had former teammates, you know, from South Central there and, 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 you know, on the football team with you. What's it like on campus to see so many kids from South Central or from the Carroll, you know, area, Lake City area and stuff to be able to talk to them and, and, and see familiar faces every day? And what is it about Northwestern that draws so many kids from our area up there? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fun to see so many familiar faces at Northwestern and walking around campus and on different sports teams to be able to, you know, pick up conversations, kind of reminisce on past experiences and just, you know, seeing all that there. And, you know, I think what attracts people to Northwestern is is that success. Um, you know, Northwestern is a highly prestigious academic school, so you know that coming there you're going you're gonna to get taught well. You're going to get, you know, pushed in the classroom, which – you know, playing at the NAI level, that's ultimately the goal is to get a degree. Um, but along with that, all, you know, our sports teams at Northwestern are, you know, successful. And I think, you know, coming from South Central Town, where, um, you know, we take pride in our sports there too. And, you know, having successful seasons and successful teams and, you know, to a different school and, you know, not experience that same thing. But I think with Northwestern, you know, it, it it's a magnet to successful students and su successful athletes that want to come and, you know, put on a show at the next level from people that may not have gotten looks from other colleges. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not hardworking and they're not successful students or successful athletes. So coming to Northwestern, it kind of, you know, brings out the best of everyone, I think, with all of our coaching staffs and professors there and, you know, kind of the community that's around there is all Northwest Ohio guys for the most part. And, you know, I think that it definitely brings up some conversation with, you know, guys from Northwest Iowa that you may have played in high school and other sports, and it definitely brings a little com camaraderie behind it. I I remember going there my freshman year in, in my class there. We had four or five guys from Boyd and Hole, and, you know, coming out of senior year and getting knocked out of the playoffs for football by Boyd and Hole my last two years at South Central Calhoun, I, didn't really know how I would like those guys coming in my freshman year, but you know, <laughs> seeing all those guys on campus, it really brings a great camaraderie and you know a lot of a lot of good experiences coming from conversations around you know high school and past games and things like that. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you're wrapping up your college career. You've wrapped up the sporting career with a national championship the way everybody wants to end it. Uh, what's in the future for you? You guys said you got another semester to go. Is coaching in the future, or what else is going to be included in that? Yeah, I'm going to finish up this semester and get my, my finance and investment degree, and then I'm coming back home. And I think I'll be joining my, my dad's financial and investment practice and living around the area. And, you know, I'll have my coaching endorsement, and if – you know, the opportunity arises, I, I'd be I'd be open to going back to FCC and coaching alongside Coach Case and, you know, or somewhere else in the area that, you know, has an opening. But I wouldn't say coaching's out of the question. Um, yeah, I look forward to, to finishing up my degree and heading back home. Well, Tyler, congratulations on the national championship. I mean, what a way to finish a loss uh, at the beginning of the season just turns into a, a magical year, Jeff. It does. You know, I, I think you would hate having to play your main rival in the in the season opener, but if that's what propelled you, you know, to win the national championship. Tyler, so much appreciate you joining us here over the holidays uh, and giving us some time while you're back home with your family. Congratulations again on a great career up at Northwestern in the national championship. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a fun year. That's for sure. <laughs> it's always fun when you win, right? Especially national championships. Tyler Jones joining us here this morning on KCIM Sports Rewind. As athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind. Tyler Jones joining us here earlier. And, uh, Jeff, you you interviewed him many times in high school. Yeah, I tell you what, he's always been a great kid. The one thing I always noticed, uh, and it's always been fun talking with him, is his how kids become more relaxed when they get into college uh, of talking and being interviewed and, and, and stuff. And not that he did bad interviews when he was younger, but a lot of kids are quieter, and Tyler was one of those kids in, in high school, at least with media anyway. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's great to see how they grow and get more comfortable mm-hmm. in, those, in that situation. I'm sure with the success he's had at Northwestern uh, as an individual and with that team, he's been interviewed many a time. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's gotten him worried. It's come second nature for him. Wasn't it a little like interviewing Coach Case? It was. <laughs> it was. Wait, you, yeah. you can see that that training in him. That just yes. you know, it's it's the coach mindset, but total body and totally yep. bought into the program, and that's what happens. Yeah, and to tease Coach Case, we wouldn't have got twenty minutes out of Brian today. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, as all the years of being yeah. interviewed, still doesn't like <laughs> to get the headsets on. <laughs> Do you ever take that personally? I don't know. I, you know, maybe I should. I maybe think so. he's good interview with everybody else but when it comes to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got no problems talking to him i don't know what it is about yeah, you but yeah. uh no we gotta we gotta talk about the bowl challenge here so only we one do. so far but we do have a couple little traveling trophies going on here we do absolutely um we, we've got the winner's trophy which will of course go out to whoever our winner is this year we we started this with basketball last year, and Jason Phillips, the girls' coach up at East Hill, proudly has um, that displayed in his office uh, and, and stuff. And you know, I check in with him every now and then. And, and yes, I have the losers' trophy yep. from basketball proudly displayed on my it, it, desk. It, and, and tell us what that little figurine 
is it's, on the trophy. It, it's a toilet. <laughs> it's a toilet bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and we have a similar one that will be going out for the football loser. Now, they're different trophies. The, 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 yeah. You know, I have to keep the basketball one until after March Madness is over. So, I'm ready, and gosh, I hope I don't finish dead last again. See, the key is it doesn't matter if you win. doesn't matter if you finish 19th. doesn't matter yep. if you finish 25th. As long as you don't, don't finish, finish last. last. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is definitely the key. And, of course, the first year I have trophies made, I, I don't get the, win, the, the winner's <laughs> one. I finished dead last for the first time in any of the things, yeah. the challenges that we've done. It was your idea, by the way. It was, absolutely. Stuff, so. Yeah, I, you know, I, for the winners, I always te- te- kind of teased that Dave Burks, I think he won our basketball one like two or three times while he was coaching up at South Central Calhoun. And I always kind of teased him I'd buy him some ice cream, and I don't think I've gotten that done yet. So I probably still mm. need to get together with Dave and buy him some ice cream. But, uh, um, you know, I decided that it would be fun to give the winner something because we spend so much time picking on the loser that we don't win about talk about the, the winners generally a whole lot. Oh, no, no. We don't care about them because <laughs> they did better than us. We don't, we don't yeah, talk about absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, talk about some of the interesting games you see. I mean, the Iowa-Kentucky game. I mean, I look at that and I go, nobody's talking about it, it seems like. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think the biggest thing for everybody and the one thing that, that most of the people that I talked to um, kind of had to say this year is it's so hard hard picking games now because you have the transfer portal kids that aren't playing you have the kids that have declared for the nfl draft that aren't playing you honestly don't know Mm -hmm. even on game day who's potentially going to be playing the only bowl game that we've had that we've counted towards our 21 games that i selected was the uh, uh, armed forces bowl with air force and baylor well baylor's leading tackler announced that morning at yeah. 10 o'clock that he wasn't going to play in the game and that he was, you know, heading off to the NFL draft. So you, you've practiced, you've game planned with him there, and then yeah. all of a sudden, just a few yeah. hours before kickoff, your whole game plan changes. Yeah, you know? you've got to re- replace one of your best players on yeah. the field, and that's just the way it is. I mean, it's not fair to the other guys on the team, but, right. I mean, honestly, it, it, the, the whole championship series and the transfer portal and all of that have just taken our toll on the bowl games. They have. And I, and I think the number of bowls that, that yeah. we have anymore. Uh, you know, I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and, you know, we both agree that I think there's too many bowl games. I, I'm still a firm believer that a bowl game should be, you know, credited for something that is, is having a good season. And I don't know if a six and six season uh, or Nebraska a couple of years ago at five and seven, yep. you know, made it to a bowl game. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. I, but but the dumb thing was that if you didn't make a bowl game, you couldn't continue to practice. Practice, absolutely. And guess what? Guess what teams need the most practice? Are the teams, are the that, teams that, are, that didn't make the bowl games. Yes. So that's where it's good. And then number two for people that like watching football. I've sat down and watched a few of these games. I can't say I've sat down and watched every one of them or complete games all the time. But it's, you know, you're, you're coming to the end of the college football season. So yeah. there's only so many games left if you're a college football fan to be able to watch so some people really just like watching college football yeah it's and it's weird because i always remember in years past hasn't there always been more bowl games like during the time like the week of christmas and right around because yesterday the only game on was like bowling green and someone else i'm like (laughs) and i turned it on i'm like i i just can't do this yeah i you know they've separated things out so much my biggest complaint out of all of it was was i was that guy that you know would stack tvs on top of each other and stuff back 
back when New Year's Day was New Year's oh, yeah. Day, and you'd have you know four games going on from about ten o'clock in the morning until things wrapped up with the Orange Bowl and Fiesta and Sugar at night. And I loved having to have four TVs going, and you'd get all your friends together and eat yeah. and drink. It was an event. And yeah, it was. And now it's like New Year's Day is like. I said something to a buddy of mine the other day. I'm like, you know, I've I've kind of always had people over for New Year's Day, and I I don't even think I'm doing anything this year for the bowl games. I'm yeah. sure I'll sit down and watch the ones that are on, but it's like you get one game, and then and then that game turns into a blow game blowout, and there's not another game to flip over to because it's the only game on. So you don't have anybody in the bowl games this year. I don't have anybody in the bowl games this year. What games are you looking at, thinking these these could be the best ones outside of the championship games? Um. It's hard, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I, the Iowa-Kentucky game intrigues me for this. Kentucky's lost a bunch of people. Iowa doesn't have a quarterback, quarterback or any receivers that are going to be playing. Yeah, Kentucky's you know. quarterback declared for the draft, so he's done. And, so he's, and he was expected to be a top pick. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what are you going to see out there for me? Is is Iowa's defense going to be that good? Is, is um DeGene Cooper, DeGene back healthy and, and get yeah. a play after getting injured against Nebraska. I'm sure he probably is. So that one intrigues me a little bit. That, um, I tell you, the, the way I went with that one, I did pick Iowa just because their defense is more likely, much more likely to score than Kentucky's. And I probably should have, but I think I just, it was just too hard for me to write. <laughs> <laughs> I've the done hand, it in the past. The, the hand, hand got shaky. Yeah, and, couldn't yeah. do it, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also like the Kansas State-Alabama game. Um, you know, Kansas State, one of those physical things fight yeah. you they scrap type of a teams and you know it, it's 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 amazing how people want to rip on Saban sometimes and I understand sometimes why but he made an announcement here the other day and it's held true so far there has not been one Alabama player yet that has announced that they're not playing in the bowl game they're not in the playoffs they're a bunch of five-star kids you know and yep. stuff like this they're the top kids coming out and they're not they're, they're, they want to play for Alabama one more time, you know, and, and I that to me is is pretty cool, especially in today's society where it's not just about me. It's about, hey, I'm a part of a team. And yeah, I, I want you, to you play. better play in that bowl game if you plan on coming back. I mean, that that goes to yes. any college You're right there. So. But even the seniors that are going into the draft have it left. They're not declaring for the draft and not playing. Everybody that played during the regular season is playing for Alabama. And you, I mean, the motivation. I, I don't yes. know if, if that's if Kansas State's going to be that revved up for it, or is it going to be like Tyler Jones just said? If you don't rise to the occasion, you fall back on your, tra your training that you right. have. Uh, is that what Kansas? Is that going to be good enough for Kansas State? If I'm Kansas State, I get a chance to play Alabama. I, I'm I'm up for that. But that's me. I I I wouldn't have sat out a game for anything uh, because I'd want to compete. I just uh -huh. I, no matter what sport it was, I I enjoyed playing and and I wanted to go compete. So. Yeah, that's going to be that one. Also, I looked at that one too, real hard, and I was like, I wanted to pick K State. I just, I yeah. don't think I could. Any I games just, for yeah. you? Jump off the board. Uh, honestly, it was the Iowa Kentucky one. I, yeah. just, I just think that's a fascinating game. It's like because neither, neither offense is good. No, I mean, and neither one, even with a top ten quarterback, Kentucky didn't put up good numbers out the year. Both defenses are pretty good, but it's just. It's it's a truly a pick'em game. You know, Jeff Story Hun said it the other day. He goes, you know, Iowa should just get the ball and punt it and let their defense win the game for. Them. Yeah, their scoring <laughs> unit, as as Chris Hassel. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll find out who wins up probably by well, championship games are going to be all important in this one. Yes, aren't they? yes, yeah. The main bowl games were ten points. The playoffs, the two semifinal games are twenty five points, and the championship is fifty. So you can you're be never you can, out of yeah, it. Yeah, you're not out of it. That's why I scored it the way I did this year.
year is to give those, you know, people that may not think they have a chance coming into the championship game a chance. Yeah. So. It's just not wins and losses. It's it goes by the point system. Yep. So we'll find out. Of course, we'll have a much better idea next Tuesday when we're on KCIM yes. Sports Rewind here. So, uh, and you'll be back to work finally. Yeah, I will, won't I? You'll have to leave the house between. Uh, well, you won't have to leave the house between now and next Tuesday. So this is this is Jeff's only public appearance <laughs> from today to next Tuesday. I have stayed pretty hidden for the last I, week. For the most part, you've had a pretty yeah. low profile. I'll yeah. tell you that. So I would, too. It's been too stinking cold. <laughs> you don't like the cold to begin with, so 45 below is not, no. not you no. were not unhappy. I drove out that. to Madison, Wisconsin and back yesterday, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, went yeah. out and saw some family. Short little jaunt out there yes. on, for the day and back. Yes. You're crazy. <laughs> it is uh, 10.02. That is KCIM Sports Rewind. Catch a podcast available on the website, the mobile app, coming up in a few moments.